Hey, it's Bex here, and this is Fun Kids Meets, the podcast where we meet amazing people. And this week, you can hear my chat with Craig, Mike, and Laura from the Beano, all about their latest boomic. It's called Minnie's Mission of Maximum Mischief. And I started off by asking them what a boomic is all about. Oh, well, a boomic is the perfect cross between a book and a comic. It's got more pictures than an average book and more words, more funny words than an average comic. So we think it's like the best possible thing that anyone could ever hope to read. That's a pretty big thing to say. The best possible thing anyone can hope to read immediately we're in. A, a boomic's a new thing. It's like a, it's like an invention, you know, and it was the idea was to get, you know, the the talent of the, the you know, the artists like, like Laura and just, you know, be able to talk about the characters in a bigger way than we're able to in the comic because the comic's got like the edited highlights of the characters in Beano Town's lives, but the boomics give us a little bit more space just to tell a little bit more jokes and, and, and some background about them, who their pals are, what their families are like and things like that, you know, stuff that we knew that Beano readers wanted to know. I'm going to come back to this because a few things I found out in the book did intrigue me. Um, but, Craig, can you tell us which character this book is focused on? Well, this is a very exciting uh, boomic, uh, Bex, because... For the first time, and she would say not before time as well, uh, this boomer is, is heavily focused on Minnie, who readers will know from the Beano comic that they get every week. We don't see Minnie as a second-tier character or anything like that. She is just as popular as Dennis and Nasha and Banana Man and everybody. And, uh, you know, she really deserves to have her own book and her own books. And she's been demanding... Uh, and a very loud voice at the back of our heads that, you know, it's time for her to step forward and and take the acclaim of the nation. After all, it is uh, a very special birthday for her as well this year. Yeah, so uh, Minnie, she doesn't look it, doesn't show her age, but she is it 70th anniversary, is that right? 70th anniversary, yeah. Every year she celebrates her 10th birthday. She's a perennial 10-year-old, but but this is the 7th uh you know, the, 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 the seventh decade she's been in Beano, which is amazing, you know. So it's it just to, to think of a, a character that, you know, kids, readers today, you know, their, their grandparents and their great-grandparents and their, sometimes their great-great-grandparents have all, you know, loved as well. It, 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 there's there's very few characters that are so shareable, but also still so modern. Well, I've got to say, as you guys know, I'm a big Beano fan and Minnie was one of my favourites uh, when I was growing up. And uh, Laura, we've got to come to you now because you're drawing Minnie. How does it feel to be in charge of her? Oh, it's a big responsibility. Uh, she's she's not an easy uh, girl to be in charge of. Because, you know, <laughs> any, anyone will tell you that. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to be drawing one of the the Beano's real legacy characters. So you know you you have to uh, you have to treat her with the appropriate amount of uh, of respect. I love the idea of respecting Minnie because I don't think she'd give much back to you, Laura. I think that's accurate. Now, as we mentioned before, um, I think Mike mentioned, Mike mentioned um, you find out stuff about characters that you maybe wouldn't get space and time to know about in the comics. And I found out, and I don't know, I should have known this already. I didn't realise Minnie's full name is Hermione, and I didn't know she had so many brothers. Uh, Mike, did did you did was this in common folklore about Minnie, or is this something that you've put in the book? Do you know what? It, it, it was absolutely in common folklore that she had the brothers, but, but this is the, the interesting process, Sabino, because. One of her brothers we defined as having a very specific job that works for the plot. 
But the other four brothers, we 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 hadn't we, you know we had the joke that, that, that all their names start with M as well, and, and we we didn't really have uh, any kind of career path for them. And Laura, uh, she sent me an email one night, and she says. Mike, Mike, just to help me picture the, the, the brothers in the head, I've given them careers. And so suddenly they have a backstory. And so what we do is we save all that information up. And, and this is how Beano gets created. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a pure team coming together. We, we save that information up. So in future, in future books, you you know you'll see the you know the 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 other brothers' careers coming to the fore as well. And and I, I just think that's the thing when 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 we need something, Beano is a slice of life that's larger than life. So, you know, there's it's very relatable for kids. So they'll see things, but you're right. In the books, we've got hundreds of pages to, to, to enjoy writing into it and illustrating into it. And it just gives us that time to fill these spaces in. And like I said, Laura deserves all the credit for, for, for some of the jokes you're going to read about our brothers in future. I'm very excited about that because I love the family portrait, Laura. You've got all of the, the families together for Minnie. Just just also just kind of like just having a lovely time, basically, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, going back to what Mike was saying, uh, I, I knew that she had the older brothers, but um, they'd never been pictured before. Um and again, that's that's quite a big responsibility to to say, right, I'm I'm going to be the one that defines what all of Minnie's five brothers look like, and I really needed to to have a a sense of them as characters to actually be able to to think of what they might look like and to to give the readers some sense of what they might do and what they might be like. I mean, it's never mentioned in the book, as Mike says, it might come up in future. But I thought, well. You know, Minnie looks up to them, so they've got to do something cool. So, like, one of them is, like, a musician, like, in a, a band, and he, he kind of looks like the kind of guy who might be in a band, and that sort of thing. So I wanted to make them look like the readers might might think, oh, they look like interesting guys. I wonder if we'll find out more about them, rather than just kind of five little clones of Minnie's dad. It makes sense where Minnie's come from that she would look up to them. You're right. <laughs> and Craig, tell us, we've got some other characters referenced in here from the Beano as well. Like the numbskulls are mentioned. You've got Calamity James. Is it kind of important to you to, to put other characters in there too? Yeah, well, Minnie lives in Beano Town, Bex, and, and all the characters that uh, readers can find in Beano Comic also live there. So that's the world that she lives in. And we know that Beano readers love to, to recognise other characters from the from the world that they enjoy. And it's, it's great fun as as a writer, and I'm sure uh, for Laura as an artist as well, it's great fun to to have those little worlds collide in a little bit more. So, you know, Calamity James has his own strap and he's drawn by somebody other than Laura uh, in the comic. But, you know, there's no reason why their paths can't cross in Beano Town and in a story. And it's very satisfying to see the way that those characters speak to one another. It's, uh, it's much more like real life, I think. Uh, and, and we know that readers do do love that little flash of recognition. And it's a little bit like Marvel, you know, when Iron Man meets the Hulk and stuff like that. Uh, I, think, I think they it do it exciting almost when you see well, them all crossover. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is like a crossover. And... That's that's quite a change from, um, from uh, the Beano in past decades, isn't it, I think? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was reading it as a child, 
at each character strip, they all kind of felt like their own little worlds. Yeah. Whereas in the last several years, it's Beano Town's become much more of a sort of a place like Springfield in The Simpsons, where there's lots of different characters and you're all you're learning about each of their individual adventures. But it makes perfect sense when their lives intersect as well. That, that's absolutely right, Laura. Yeah, I mean. When I was a kid, which was before you were, every kid in the comic went to a different school and things like that. And, you know, there was no real connection other than the comic that they appeared in the comic. And, and it was, you know, it was fine. And and it is what those little stories that deal with one character, that that's what Beano is very, very good at. But it didn't make sense to us that Dennis wouldn't know who Minnie was when they wear the same jersey almost. You know, and and little details like that, and why, why wouldn't you want to go to a school that Dennis goes to, and Minnie goes to, and you know the Bar Street kids are in a different class and things like that. So we wanted to create a world where the readers could pop in. You know, every time they open a Beano, they are in a world. They're not experiencing maybe ten or fifteen different worlds. That's one world, and and everything makes sense in its own terms. Again, as a as a writer and, and as a, an artist, that's really fun to find the details in the background that you know you can have. So, you know, if you have a banana skin lying round the corner, uh, readers now know that you know Banana Man lives in Dino Town as well. Maybe Banana Man's just been there and and gone off on a, a kind of superhero mission, and it it just fires the imagination. It's incredible. It's very empowering to sort of have your imagination fueled by all these little things. Because obviously you guys have written it and you've, you've drawn it together. Is there one bit in the book to look out for? One bit that maybe people won't notice if they're on their first read, but maybe a little bit of an illustration or a little joke that you love the most? Is there one bit we should look out for, guys? Um, Laura, you can go first. I do like the main prank with the beans. It gets uh, its own double page spread of her parents getting absolutely drenched in baked beans, but that wouldn't really qualify as something that the readers wouldn't spot the first time round because it's very, very obvious. I'm just looking at that picture now, actually. Um, it is very good. Uh, Mike, how about you? Yeah, for me, right, it's a kind of one of the cool things about the, the illustrations is when, when we brief them to Laura, you know, there's a story behind them and, and Laura adds a little extra something special and then we, we often add speech balloons at the at the last minute and Minnie's you know we've been talking about brothers already but Minnie's older brother Mark he, he's in charge of marketing at the Beano Town Baked Bean Factory and we, we, we make a thing that he's, he's famous because he designed the packaging that sells the beans so well and the speech balloon that he says and I, I was really I thought this was a great joke but I, I, I sometimes worry maybe really just won't get it so this is you've given us a great opportunity here and it's the and he says, he proudly says, Beano Town Beans, there are guaranteed 239 beans in every can of Beano Town's magic baked beans because just one more would make it too farty. It's subtle and they might not get it the first time, but I hope the readers, and I know the Beano readers have got a cheeky sense of humour, so uh, I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll get that soon enough. And uh, just I just I just really like that. It's the it's the because it's the spirit of Beano and the spirit of the Beano illustrations and the Beano writing is always to get one extra joke in. But the other thing I love and I think people should look out for is Laura's take on Nasha in the book because Laura, you know, N- 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 Nasha's obviously usually and Dennis and, and Laura's drawn Nasha many times before. But there's a picture later on in the book where uh, 
that Nashville's helping out with uh, <laughs> set up uh, the prank and he's, he, he's just he's doing like about four things at the one time and it's one of those things that when I see an artist do it I always think how did they manage that because I cannot conceive of the way that they've done it that that, that you know that they've, it's, it's like the pictures moving in front of your eyes so I, I love that and I, I would urge any reader that, that wants to be an artist to kind of look at stuff like that because pictures that have characters moving are the most difficult to draw well, I always think. Yeah, the Nasha whirlwind going on here. I do appreciate that. I've got Again, I've got that right in front of me as we speak. Craig, how about you? Is there any bit that you want to look out for in the book? There's a page of dad jokes in there, which uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't take any credit for. Mike's the dad joke expert. Uh, oh, you say that to uh, tease me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to lie, but <laughs> I'm choosing my words really carefully. They're very punny. Funny and very they and are. very dad. Guys, thank you so much for telling us all about Minnie's mission of maximum mischief. It's out right now to celebrate her seventieth anniversary, which is incredible. Um, and um, long may she reign. And hopefully, there'll be more beans and more pranks all over the place. <laughs> oh, there certainly will be. There certainly will be. And do you know, Bex, there's one more thing. Every time we do one of these books, we always include something called the Beano Boombox, and it's free to use, and it's on Beano.com. And what it lets you do is. Every picture that Laura's drawn, there's a sound effect that's been created for it. You know, it's a very kind of fun kids sort of vibe that they'll get. Again, makes me want to reread it another time. Um, brilliant. Well, uh, Mike, Craig and Laura, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Oh, I I'll look forward to that. Thanks, Bex. Yeah, thank you, Bex. Cheers, Bex. That was the lovely Craig, Mike and Laura telling me all the things to do with the Beano and Boomix. Uh, you've been listening to Fun Kids Meets, the podcast where we meet amazing people. And remember, you can listen to me, Bex, on Fun Kids weekdays from 4pm and on the Bookworms podcast every other Wednesday, where you can hear loads more from brilliant authors. See you soon.